Hey guys and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Liverpool. We finished Liverpool 3, Leicester City 0 at Anfield after the horrible international break we've had over the past weeks. One where, honestly, there wasn't much good football and there were friendlies. The fact that we're playing friendlies in such a frantic kind of fixture congestion is, is crazy, but that's for a, another topic of conversation for another one. Uh, as well as from a Liverpool perspective, obviously lots of injuries and COVID-related stuff, which hasn't helped us out. The the notable ones being Joe Gomez's injury uh, and obviously Mohamed Salah having to quarantine back in Egypt um, for picking up coronavirus. But it was great to have Premier League football back. Uh, it was good to have a full suite of games over this weekend. It was great to see you know all the players and all the teams back in in their. Um, in their in their kits with the managers back on back on form and then all the good fun stuff with VAR as as we always have every week and last time we played on a Sunday evening things didn't go so well things didn't turn out so well and that was against Aston Villa so I was hoping this time round that that wasn't going to be a bad omen for us um, but this time we had a bit of a point to prove we were at home uh, we had our backs against the wall because of the injuries. Um, and uh, I think that really, really showed in the performance and the way we played, the goals we scored. Um, everyone has been writing us off uh, throughout the international break and ever since really that Everton game where uh, Virgil van Dijk got injured and, you know, there's no way Liverpool can, can be up there with the injuries they've got. They've lost such a big part of their team. Now Salas, you know, having to quarantine. Um, every any, Everyone and their dog is, you know, writing Liverpool off and it was something that you could see throughout the game in the way we played, the intensity we played with that both Klopp and the players still firmly, firmly believe in our quality and our skills and the fact that we will be up there um, towards the tail end of the season in terms of challenging uh, for the title, along with some of the other teams who are doing very, very well. Big shout out to Tottenham. Um, they seem to be on a madness at the moment. Harry Kane seems to be crazy. But, you know, that this performance against Leicester for me was very much um, a marker and a statement uh, and a message to the rest of the Premier League from Jurgen Klopp and his players that we won't be going quietly anywhere. If anyone thinks that we're just going to slide down the Premier League now because we're missing, you know, our first choice uh, two centre backs, um, then that is, you know, that a lesser team that may happen to. But you know, the way Klopp thinks and the way he's got his players thinking, those types of things are only going to spur us on um, to succeed. Yeah, you know, in spite of all of that adversity. But in terms of the starting lineup, it was great to see Fabinho back. I think the international break came at a really good time from him based on the kind of injury he had. And luckily, you know, Touchwood, his injury wasn't too um, severe. And hopefully we don't see a... Um a flare-up of that because he's going to have to play a centre-back over the over the you know the next couple of games. Um, also, really, really good. I was I was really excited to see in the midfield the addition of Curtis Jones and Naby Keita. Uh, Curtis Jones, just because he is a great talent. We've seen bits and bobs of him this season, um, but it's great to see him back in the team because he really is a great prospect. And then also Naby Keita, someone who's you know we know we we can talk for a long time about how he struggled with with injuries all throughout his um, in, in his career at Liverpool. But uh, it was great to see him back. He hasn't really featured too much. Um, apart from right at the beginning of the season. So I was I was excited to see what, what he was going to do. Unfortunately for him, he had to go off before the end of the game. Um, don't know the extent of the injury as of recording this, but that is a real, real shame because I think he's someone that he just needs extended time in the team. Um, he can't come in and make an instant impact. He's just not that type of player. Um, so really, really unfortunate for him uh, to have to go off again, but we'll wait to see how serious that may be. The game started off in the first half um, as I probably expected it to start off, uh, given how Leicester played against Manchester City earlier in the season where they got such a great positive result. Um, they had many men behind the ball. They were very organised with their three, which coming three at the back, almost becoming a five at the back with the two wing backs as well. Um, and we were finding it tough to break through them. Um, they were defending pretty deep as well, so there wasn't much space in behind. 
uh, for those long balls from the back or, or down the side. Um, and we were kind of finding it hard to, to break them down. And it led to a, kind of a two-couple things. Uh, it really led to Robertson really pushing up on the left-hand side uh, and almost kind of matching the left wing back position um, that Mark Albright was pay playing and really pushing him back into that into that back five for them. Um, and also it led to Firmino coming quite deep. Uh, it's something that he kind of naturally does. But, you know, when he he's not so good when he kind of just stands in that number nine position when it's so deep because um, he gets crowded out. He doesn't get the ball so much. And he's a player that we need to get on the ball because he is um, one of our creative players uh, and he can make things happen for the likes of Mane and Jota who are making those runs from outside to win. But we'll talk a bit, that, bit more about that later on. Well, set pieces you probably wouldn't have guessed would have been where our mate, you know, our, our first call would have come from. Uh, many people have said, and you know, even I, I feel that like, obviously our greatest threat from set pieces in Virgil Van Dijk is obviously gone now. Um, but I don't think I think I still think we are a, a pretty good force uh, from set pieces, particularly Joel Matip. Uh, his aerial ability in the in the opposition box doesn't really get talked about too much, but the ball always seems to kind of get attracted to him, and he scored some really, really good headers for us as well. Um, but the first goal came in kind of really bizarre circumstances. It was kind of just a, a very normal, average corner into the box uh, from James Milner, and Johnny Evans was kind of busy wrestling with Sadio Mane. He wasn't really paying attention to where the ball was and kind of hit him on the wrong side of the head. Um, and because he was so close to Kasper Schmeichel, Kasper Schmeichel pretty much had no chance to save it, and we went 1-0 up, and and it was kind of very much, um, it wasn't against the run of play, but it was very much not how you would have expected Liverpool to take the lead. Um, after that, I expected uh, a bit of a reaction from Leicester City. Uh, there was a couple of chances. Harvey Bynes had a chance, which he flashed wide. Uh, but other than that, they didn't really change anything in terms of the way they played. Um which allowed us to continue to control the game. We had a lot of the possession, passing it around. I don't really creating too many chances, but just keeping control of the ball and not really looking um, at any, you know, really looking at any kind of threat of Leicester getting back into the game. And uh, as a result of that, it, we were kind of just, um, we, we could play the way we wanted, but without the pressure of it being nil-nil and trying to get that opening goal, uh, which really freed up uh, the players. And that, for me, I think, uh, led to the second goal, which we got before the halftime whistle, which I think was really, really important. I think if we had gone in 1-0 at halftime, I think Brendan Rodgers would have very much been to his players. Um, you know, it's 1-0 down, we're still in this game. You know, we've got Jamie Vardy, Harvey Barnes up front. Uh, these two can, you know, can easily pace past Fabinho and Matip. And all it takes is one mistake. But that second goal was huge. Uh, one, because it was a fantastic cross and an even, an even better finish from Diego Jota, uh, who had an absolutely fabulous uh, first half. And I'll talk a little about that later. Um, but it was just a great play, a great ball out from Curtis Jones, switched from right to left. Um, great bit of touch around uh, Albrighton from Andy Robertson, and then a fantastic cross and a fantastic header. Um, Diego Jota was, um, and the way he played, I was really, really impressed with. The last season, and maybe even the season before, in the games where Mo Salah hasn't played, we've kind of really seemed to struggle with that one threat in behind and looking as, as kind of potent as we normally do with Mo Salah. But I think Jota did... He, he did it so amazingly in the first half and um, I, I think he deserved everything he got in terms of his goal. He was making those runs in between both the left wing back uh, and the kind of left-sided centre-back as well as in between the left-sided centre-back and the central centre-back. And those runs um, that he's making in between those defenders are the ones that cause the problems. The defenders don't know you know, whether to come out and stop Milner getting the ball in behind him or whether to stay with Jota. Um, and that those kind of runs from out to in have become so, um, you know, 
the way Liverpool play. Uh, and often when Salah doesn't play, that part of our game is is not as good as it normally is. But that wasn't the case today. And that for me was all down to Diego Jota just really understanding his task and the role in the team um, and understanding how, how Salah plays and, and how because of the way Salah plays, how that complements the whole team and the balance of the team. Um, so I thought he was absolutely fantastic and outstanding in the first half. And then we went into the second half and I was, I was before I talk about us, I was really, really disappointed in Leicester. Um, they didn't really up the pressure, up the tempo. Um, and we were just able to pretty much control the second half as we wanted. Uh, we created a number of chances, Sadio Mane with a couple of strikes at goal, Bobby Firmino um, doing Bobby Firmino things and, and nearly scoring and not scoring. I think he was one centimetre away from scoring. The ball was cleared on the line. Um, and yeah, we could have scored many, many more goals, um, but it did. It took a corner for us to get our third goal. Uh, it was a good cross in and then Bobby Firmino rose above, um, made it 3-0. It was great for him to get a goal. You could see how ecstatic everyone from the management to all the players were that Bobby Firmino got his goal. It's super important that, uh, you know, Bobby Firmino feels like he's still contributing. I know some of the talk around, you know, is Firmino contributing, where are his goals, etc. does get to him. So it's important um, to make sure for his own sanity that he still feels like he's contributing to the team. And after that, pretty much the game was over. Leicester didn't really make any chances. Alisson had probably the quietest game um, he's probably had in a long, long time. We haven't kept many clean sheets this season at all. Um, so that was really, really great positive win for, for the back five. Um, the back five, obviously, in terms of getting that clean sheet, I think we did really, really well. But I think today our midfield was really, really good. They won't get, you know, they won't get talked about a lot because... Uh, you know, they didn't do anything crazy, um, no crazy assists, no fantastic play. But I think uh, both Genie and uh, Curtis Jones were absolutely fabulous today. There was a reason in the game you didn't really hear Madison, you know, or Tielemans in the game at all. Uh, and that was because, one, we bossed it in midfield, and two, when they did get the ball, uh, both Genie and Curtis and, and Naby Keita, when he was on as well, um, did really, really well to just close down all of that space and angles and close the ball into the strikers, which is the one that always Madison and Tiedemann's are looking for, you know, in, in behind to Jamie Vardy. Um, so I think they they were really, really raw. They, they covered really well. They pressed really well. Um, Genie obviously wasn't really playing in his normal position as well. Uh, we often see him kind of on the left of the three, where he was playing at the base of the three with John Henderson out. Um, and that's exactly what we need from him. Henderson probably might be out for another couple of weeks. So that's, a, that's an exact type of performance you want to see from Genie. I was a bit critical of him after the Man City game, but he showed to me again, you know, how important he is to the team. Um, I don't understand what, you know, all this stuff about people wanting him to go or whatever. He's a fantastic player. He's been a great player for Liverpool. And he showed again in this game for me, at least, uh, why he's so important to the team and the qualities he has. So now we'll move on to the player of the match. And this was really tough for me. Um, there were lots of players up there. Um, I had I had Fabinho in there just because he kept everything quiet. I had Milner in there because I think he deputized in that kind of um, that Trent Alexander-Arnold role really, really well in terms of how creative he was for the team. But I've decided to go and give it uh, to Diego Jota or Diego Jota, sorry. And that is uh, mainly because of what I talked about earlier in terms of in terms of mirroring a Mo Salah performance, that performance that he had was about as good and as close as anyone could ask for. Um, not that I'm trying to compare Jota and Salah, but for the same reasons I talked about earlier, in terms of we that part of our games looked missing when Salah hasn't been in our team, but Jota continuing the great form that he's had um, since the beginning of the season when you know when he really started 
getting introduced into the Liverpool team um, and then scoring as well today, making chances, helping us break from the back when we were under a little bit of pressure. All of that type of stuff was absolutely fantastic um, and he's fitted into our style really, really well um, and he's just given Klopp another option and I think that's just exactly the reason he was brought into the team and for me so far, uh, he is the purchase of the season. Um, he has proved from minute one his worth he's 23 years old as well so he's still got a lot of improvement left as well um, but he's just continuing to show how important he is and, and you know justifying every penny we paid for him and then finally guys the shout out to Klopp to end the episode and this is an interesting one and I talked about him in just then in terms of my option for a player of the match but for me it was uh, it, the shout out to Klopp is around keeping James Milner at right back so I think there might be a tendency to put Nico Williams in um, but I think he had a bit of an injury anyway but um, it kept Trent at right back and um, sorry kept Milner at right back and it was really good to see Milner there in terms of his creativity in terms of his energy and working back as well and helping I think there, there was a reason why we kept a clean sheet and I think he was a part of that as well so it'll be interesting to see why interesting to see how uh Klopp rotates those two right back options whether he keeps Milner uh, or whether he rotates with um Nico Williams but it was a fantastic performance overall and great to see Liverpool back but thank you guys for listening to this one and I'll catch you guys in the next one